This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. And now your host, he goes for walks at night to avoid the summer heat. He's my dad, Brandon Byrne. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your Chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Let's hear from Jason Mock, President and CEO of the San Marcos Area Chamber, to learn how the Holman Brothers have provided value for his Chamber. Two years ago, we brought in Holman Brothers to help our organization go to that next level. And in those two years, our team has transformed the way that we think about sponsorships and non-dues revenue. And I would really encourage you, if you're looking to take your chamber to the next level, to bring on the Holman Brothers. You can learn more about Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions by visiting holmanbros.com. You're joining us today for, it's episode 190 with uh, Dale Wilshire. Dale is a certified life and leadership coach trainer in DISC personality profiles, as well as a keynote speaker and award-winning author. Pressured to be all things to all people for years in her life, Dale now helps professionals understand their own distinction, their individual personality, passion, and purpose, so they can do meaningful work, create high-functioning teams, and contribute at their highest level. Dale, I'm excited to have you with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast. I'd love for you to take a moment to say hello to all the Chamber Champions that are listening and share something interesting about yourself so we can all yeah. get to know you a little better. Well, thanks so much, Brandon. Yeah, I'm Dale Wilshire, and I'm here in Boulder, Colorado, and um, you gave the whole bio piece. So I love what I do. I've been doing this for about 10 years as a coach. I've been speaking for about 15. You know, when I started speaking, I was making uh, potpourri and Starbucks cards. So I've definitely uh, been able to level that up a little bit and, uh, <laughs> and speak speak in a way that I can sleep indoors and pay the rest of the bills. So, um, you know, lots of good things in the work that I get to do with people and helping them understand their strengths and their stories so they can make the most of their time and their attention um, and their talent. I, I, You know, it's a lot of pressure on what's interesting about you. I was thinking about what's interesting about, you know, other people in my life, my family, but I would say right now I'm in, in the middle of training for a half marathon. So I got frozen shoulder when we hit the pandemic and it took me out of everything. I ended up having a dislocated shoulder, so I couldn't even run or bounce, you know, like whatever, I couldn't yeah. do any of it. So I'm pretty excited. We're, we'll do the 10 mile run this Sunday and I'm doing it with my best friend and two of my daughters. And if one doesn't show up, she has to pay me back. So I'm covered. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Got your backup plan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, no, that is awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about your organization, the work that you do. I mean, you, you touched on it just briefly mm -hmm. there, but Who's kind of your ideal client that you work with and kind of yeah. go, go yeah. down that rabbit hole? <laughs> yeah, well, the business officially is called Your Authentic Personality. And that really speaks to a lot of work I do to help people find authentic direction, to be able to help them find more definition. I don't believe you have good direction until you have 
clear definition of who you are. And especially in terms of your personality, your authentic personality, I do a lot of work with clients on their masks. So I work with a lot of um, purpose-driven professionals in the chamber world is one area, but I work with people in a multitude of um, environments and different types of job settings and industries, but they're always purpose-driven. They want to understand how to bring more of themselves and what matters to them into the work that they do, because according to all the research on meaning, that's how you engage most deeply. And to me, that's based on your design, how you really contribute uh, what you've been you know, designed to, to offer the world. So I help through a number of um, processes and tools and tips, and then I'll work with people on their limiting beliefs, some of the things that hold you back from living out that distinction, um, usually in terms of emotional regulation, um, kind of weak or lame boundaries. And I work with a lot of women, so I see that quite a bit. I've never seen a woman come to the planet with good boundaries. And um, then those limiting beliefs, there's so much that uh, kind of subtly resides in our subconscious that is holding us back from all that we can do. And to me, that's the greatest crime is really not tapping all that you were meant to do. So I want people to leave nothing on the table. I love that. Tackling those limiting beliefs. My kids will tell you, I preach to them all the time about <laughs> discovering their potential and not leaving anything on the table, right? That's great. <laughs> we're, we're right there with each other. Yeah. Absolutely. So for those listening, um, you and I, we, we got to actually meet in person before doing this podcast at the, the Mako Chamber Conference a, a couple months ago. And that's kind of a, a rare opportunity for me to meet my guests in person before. So usually I do the interview and then maybe at a conference later, I'll get to meet you know these people in, in person. So uh, we, we did this kind of backwards, which was awesome. So um, well, so fun. It was so great to meet you. We were both in like our vendor tables, but I got to be the closing keynote at that event, which was delightful. I also got to talk about, you know, leading confidently in your personality type. And I think I finished that with how to keep the urgent from hijacking what's important, which requires that you really know your authentic values. So it's all kind of in line with the, the stuff I love to do. Absolutely. And that segues right into our topic for our discussion today around authentic leadership. Yes. So we'll, we'll dive into that discussion as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. 
Chambers of Commerce have been around for over 400 years, promoting communities all over the world. But today, so much is found digitally that Chamber Nation believes it's critical that there is a custodian of local digital information. They believe the Chamber is in a perfect position to be that organization. Chamber Nation provides an amazing membership management system you use to manage the Chamber and the community. They also deliver a complete membership development system that they manage for you to be sure your membership community is fully documented for search and much more. Essentially, Chamber Nation delivers an entire membership support department, which is perfect for those chambers with a limited budget that needs to do more. With Chamber Nation, not only do you have a membership management system, but also a membership development system all in one terrific package. So save money and be impressed by visiting richardscalendar.com to set up a demo with their CEO or learn more at chambernation.com. From lost opportunities to missed recruiting goals, membership salespeople need expert coaching to push through and achieve. It's how top performers get ahead and stay there. With Next Level Coaching, the Holman Brothers become your membership rep's de facto sales trainer, advisor, sounding board, and mentor all rolled into one. Visit holmanbros.com slash next level to learn more and request a free trial of next level coaching for your membership pro. All right, Dale, we're back. So as we talk about authentic leadership, what does that mean as far as, you know, what is, what is authentic? What is real? You know, how do you, how do you discover that as a leader? Yeah, well, and you know, LinkedIn did a survey not too long ago, and they had about 16,000 people respond with their definition of what leadership was. And they had so many different um, words, values that came up, everything from inspiration and wisdom and influence and credibility and energy, you know, just almost as many definitions for leadership as there are probably people who lead and people who are led. So I'll leave the leadership piece. We're the people who are leading, influencing, guiding um, teams and organizations, you know, to action. So there's the leadership piece. Authentic leadership, you know, there's a number of ways to describe that. Sheryl Sandberg talked about, you know, bringing your whole self to work and and making sure that you know you're you're not just a professional self during the week and a personal self and authenticity has a consistency to it so there should be the same personality that you are at home you're bringing to work and i like i mentioned before i work with a lot of people who are wearing personality masks so trying to really understand what is their original design because if you're working out of a mask you're going to work twice as hard for half the results so you know it's it's bringing that i believe it's bringing your values into action really a aligning with uh, what matters most to you. So you have to be able to clarify those so that you can get in the driver's seat of them and not just kind of bump into them now and again. And then also your purpose. Each person has one why. You don't have a professional why and a personal why. You have one. So how can you bring that to bear um, as the leader to be able to um, influence your organization, your members, your staff, whoever it might be? I love that. So I find that that LinkedIn survey intriguing because yeah. you hear all the time people, employees say, oh, he was the worst leader ever, or, you know, she was an amazing leader. And it's like, okay, define that. And, yes. and that everybody's perspective, you know, tends to lead yes. to a different result as far as what that definition is. So Absolutely. I, and I that, like, sorry. I, I was going to say, I like being able to hone that down into what is authentically you and not having these different personality masks. 
but go ahead with your thought. Yeah. And I forgot my thoughts. So I'm so- <laughs> 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 yeah, it is, it is all about being real. And then I say finding out what is real because I see it. If you kind of look at truth, if authenticity is a form of truth, there's like the little T truth, which is that courage to admit your weaknesses. It's what's true right now. That's what a lot of people talk about to be vulnerable. A lot of the work by Brene Brown and bringing that so that people can be human. They're not burning out, all that kind of stuff. But then it is finding what is real because it is this discovery toward, you know, what is your best self? What are you capable of? Because we can, and I do hear it from time to time, use authenticity as an excuse to kind of stay in our comfort zones. Like, oh, that's not natural for me oh, that just doesn't feel right. And then we never quite stretch ourselves into what can be the best parts of ourselves. So it's a, it's it's kind of a broad, broad concept. Yeah, that kind of goes back to the limiting beliefs when you say, oh, that's not me. It, you know, all the excuses yes. become limiting factors. Um, but I like how you've mentioned these personality masks as well. As you work with clients and they gain the courage, I guess, to, to remove that personality mask, that work mask to show who yeah. they authentically are. Uh, what is that like for an individual? Because it, I imagine it does take courage to change who you've presented yourself as for you know, a certain amount of time in a public scene versus it, your authentic self. So, so true. It takes a lot of courage. And what we know from dispersonality results is that at least 20% of the population is wearing a mask at any given time. And I always see this when usually most of us have a major and a minor personality type, and I work out of the four basic personality types, but there are compatible blends. And when you're looking at opposite blends, usually one of those is the mask. Like usually you're partnered up, married to your opposite, making you think you should be more like them, or maybe they think you should be more like them. So it gets confusing. Family culture, corporate culture um, can say that you should be one way versus another, that bias. So to be able, I find, to help people, um, first of all, figure out if they're wearing a mask and they're you know, feeling kind of an internal conflict or confusion about who you're supposed to be. We see burnout patterns and chameleon patterns that can let us know if that's there. But to be able to bring who you are, first of all, I think you have to see what is really good about that personality type. Most of us overvalue um, uh, other people's strengths and we undervalue our own. We assume that because we do it, it doesn't take any talent. It's not really that big of a deal. So I always start with helping people really understand um, what the foundation of that personality is and what the gifts are that you bring that the rest of us really can't touch. So I think it starts there. And then it's a matter of growth because um, personality is 50-50. 50% is in your DNA. And then the other 50% is influence and experience. You know, we're all very unique. But that other 50%, that's really the study of epigenetics, which is the study of nurture and what happens. And when you are in a culture that does not really favor or kind of allow for your personality type, protein expression can get turned off. So truly you're not able to grow your strengths if you're not using them or you don't see what's really good about them. So I find that when people take those masks off, first of all, there is a great sense of relief. There is a great sense of fear, like what's everybody going to think now? And then there's this process of allowing protein expression to be turned on. But according to the Gallup organization, um, you will move much faster when you're working in the lane of your strengths. So it's not like if you've been turned off for 30 years, it's going to take you another 30. 
it can happen very quickly, but you need to know what your strengths are, your authentic strengths to really start to grow those, adding skills, adding knowledge, um, and just spending time in them. So, yeah. Yeah. The the topic of epigenetics in general is, wow, like you can dive in deep on that. And and the whole idea is it's, it's above genetics. So people say, Hey, I'm genetically predisposed to, you know, have breast cancer or have this, you know, alcoholism or, you know, different character traits or whatnot. And, you know, epigenetics is above that. So you can change, you can literally change how your genes act and react based on uh, nurture and things like you're talking about. So I want to get us closer back to chamber world. This is all awesome. Yes. yes, We're talking human world. Yes. Right. Right. So as we look at chambers, how can a chamber benefit from authentic leadership? Yeah, I think it is really, I see in the chamber world that a lot of CEOs and directors um, are one of the personality types, which is the high eye on the disc. That is the social butterfly. That's because that's naturally what they do is connect to people, connect people with others, promote people. So I, I see a lot of that. So when I talk to chamber professionals, I mostly hear people bringing that element of, you know, I, I create a lot of trust because I'm able to share openly because that's the nature of their personality type or I value connection. And so my members feel like they're safe and we care so we can help their businesses grow because they'll lean into us because I'm being authentic. Now, this could happen with any of the four, but there is this piece that's really about trust and um connection and care. And it's, you know, a part of Google did a study about high functioning teams, you know, and one of the biggest pieces of that is there's got to be psychological safety. And part of that is feeling like you're understood, you're known and who you are. So they felt like being able to bring their authentic self gave their members, especially permission to be their authentic selves as well. So, um, you know, and I've talked to so many people who said, you know, all eyes are on us. You know, like we, one, one of my CEOs said, you know, I'm like a Disney world character. Like people know, kind of watch, you know, I, when I'm out at my daughter's soccer game, people know who I am. I'm committed to my community, but I need to be the same at the soccer game as I am in my business. And she works very hard to do that. So that's exciting to see that people can trust her because there is that consistency there. So in the chamber world, I see, you know, a lot of these chamber professionals, they might look to others, their peers in the industry and say, well, this person is, is that social butterfly. This person, you know, shows that sincere care for each of their chamber members and how to help their business succeed. So I must do the same thing. Yeah. You know, I, I need to, to template myself the way, you know, so-and-so does that conducts their chamber. Um, so I, I do believe that there's some value to be learned by, by looking at your peers and taking notes as to what they do, but how do you, how does one kind of resolve that conflict if they feel like I'm not naturally that social butterfly and I'm super uncomfortable, you know, more, maybe more of an introvert and I'm feeling forced to go this direction. Well, and that comes back to really understanding what your style is, what your leadership style is, because each of these four types has a leadership style. You know, it's not just one type that fits into the chamber world and and other types don't, but it is getting really, I think, familiar with that style. Again, what's great about that? Let's say that you were the improver, which is the C on the disc. They're careful and cautious, very conscientious. So that builds trust simply by the nature of 
everything that happens usually gets done. They do things for the right reason. They have a ton of integrity. And so in meeting with their people, they would do better to meet one-on-one. Say, you know, they're going to do the big group, uh, you know, ribbon cuttings and different types of events, but they're probably going to tap their source of genius by really meeting with people one-on-one and getting to know them and having using those great listening skills and letting people know who they are authentically so that those can be valued, like they can be trusted for that reason. So I advocate always to know what your true personality type is so that you feel like that that's a great thing. And you might be representing for a different personality type, but your membership is made up of every single type. So we need an understanding to create kind of a culture of kindness and respect of all the different types. It's like, I always say personality is like a set of glasses that you come to the planet with and you kind of think everybody's wearing the same one. And then when you're like, what are you doing? Or what are you thinking? Like, you know what, if you, if you escaped it for years in your adult life, when you have children, you're like, what is wrong with you? Or at times you can think, what's wrong with me? It's because they have this different set of glasses, different priorities, different motivators, different fears. So to understand that means you're going to understand your people better. And I think it creates that, again, that real feeling that they, that inspires trust. So any of these can lead extremely well. I like that. So it doesn't mean that you don't have no. to not do those things that make you uncomfortable. You may have to do it from time mm-hmm. to time, but lean into those strengths that you have to show. Where, Absolutely. Yeah. I like that answer. Um, so what type of things make authenticity hard in the chamber world? Yeah. Well, because you are always being watched in that sense that people know you in the community, you're a, a figure that people recognize there, there is that, that fear some, well, I talked to one, um, of my CEOs who said, you know, uh, there is one board member who is actually, as we talked, we were able to figure out it was the opposite of her personality type, but that was just not going well. This person actually was not her fan, the board member. And so to be able to bring her authentic personality out felt like even more of a risk. She felt like that was going to be used Mm -hmm. against her. And C's, those are the improvers that I mentioned, the careful and cautious, they are naturally more private. So they did not like her sharing. And they felt like um, they, at one point, the person said, "Um, stop trying to be vulnerable with us. And so, you know, that is a danger in, in kind of like, how do you respect other people's wishes and still bring who you are? Now, that was just one person um, who uh, was kind of alone in their thought process, but that's it. You can seem unprofessional if you have a more um, exposed, uh, more sharing kind of open personality type. And so to understand, sometimes I just explain, you know, like my personality type as a D, I move fast. And so sometimes, because I value people's time. Now, if I let them know that, then then they can kind of give me a little bit of grace when they feel like, Dale, you're being abrupt. Oh, thank you for letting me know. But they understand where it's coming from. So I think there's personality misunderstandings that can happen because, again, your membership and your board uh, membership is going to be completely different than you. There's the judgment that you get. And like that board member, I, I'll just read really quick. There's a favorite line I have from the Velveteen Rabbit, which is about this little rabbit um, who is a stuffed animal who wants to become real. And this is the quote. This is the old wise horse in the nursery who uh, is is the one with all the wisdom. He says, generally, by the time you're real, most of your hair has been loved off and your eyes drop out and you get loose in the joints and very shabby. 
But these things don't matter at all because once you're real, you can't be ugly except to people who don't understand. And I think just knowing that there will always be people who don't understand. But by and large, when you're getting feedback, um, to be able to be vulnerable is is always going to model for other people that they too can be vulnerable. So I think while it's a risk, it's a risk that's worth it. And um, hopefully she'll she'll get <laughs> she'll get the help she needs. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe circling back a little bit to that LinkedIn study where these there's these different leadership expectations, and whether it's coming from your board or from members, is there a way to approach your authentic leadership style and say to your whether it's to your board or your membership, this is me, this is where I perform best. I'll still do these things, but I need a little bit of grace in, you know, making this transition or removing this mask or whatever it is to, to show your authentic self. I think you said it beautifully. And if you were, um, depending on if you, what your skill set is, your strengths are, whether you do that one-on-one, whether you do that at a group meeting and knowing that, you know, the, the two personality types that are relational, they always want to morph and bend to accommodate relationships. They're a little bit more round because they want to be able to do that. The other two are more task-based and they're a little bit more square. They have kind of more structure. And so just letting people know where you're coming from, but inviting that feedback and having those honest conversations about um, your personality, your style, and always having that openness to say, I want to make sure that I'm not using that kind of excused authenticity. Like, I'm sorry, that's not me. I can't go there. You know, a mass forms, not when we accommodate someone's style. The opposite type for me is the S. That's the stabilizer. It's the biggest portion of the population. It's a more soft-spoken individual, hearts for service. I see them a lot in nonprofits, but they, you know, they do things differently. So I need to bring down my, my speed and my volume. Literally, extroverts have more volume. I need to accommodate. But mass comes in when you start to think that's who I'm supposed to be. So it's it's still accommodating what people might need, understanding where they're coming from, um, but having the courage to bring out yourself so that everybody else, because if we don't, we are not allowing people to bring their best. So I just think the understanding of personality is huge. So this thought just came to me as you're giving that response, because it's very much, you know, our discussion is very much focused on the leader and their authentic leadership. As a leader, um, how much should it play into your conversations with others about what their styles might be? I I think if you want to grow your people, it's crucial. If you want to keep your people, I mean, one element of of finding meaning at work, which is what everybody is looking for, which increases engagement and um, increases retention, is that you're known, that people understand who you are and what matters to you, and they're helping you bring out your strengths. So I think if you're bringing in a disc trainer or you're doing something that allows people to be able to be known and don't just take the test and like put it in the file. I see that a lot in hiring. And then they're like, I don't even know what my results were. I mean, it, 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 it needs to be kind of a living, active thing to understand so that you can help develop your people. That's what everyone is looking for, a place to grow and develop into their true self. And if you can align work with that kind of element, then everyone wants to stay. Everyone wants to engage. And it's also like we're not supposed to be everything to everyone, but your team can be. You know, we are supposed to live out of our strengths and together 
then we are a well-rounded team. So we don't want well-rounded individuals. We want well-rounded teams because that creates appreciation and giving people space to really kind of live in their zone of genius, grow that. I think that's fantastic. As we, um, I guess as we start wrapping things up here, I wanted to ask you if, if maybe for a tip or an action item for chambers listening who'd like to maybe take their chamber to the next level, what would be something that you'd offer from maybe from our discussion today that they could implement? Well, you can imagine, I'm going to say, just know your personality type, (laughs) but also know your values. I find that 75% of a person's values align with their personality type. And so there are a number of ways to do that. I have, I have courses, I work with people individually. It's not a long process, but it does need to be an authentic process. Don't get a whole list and just go shopping because that's when you just pick everything. You're like, well, who am I if I don't pick generosity? You know, like I'm just a selfish son of a gun. So you (laughs) got to be careful, but defining more, I would say, take a disc. If you've taken disc before, um, you know, get them out, have a meeting to really review who everybody is and what their value is to the team. Those are always in those reports. Um, I have a disc test on my um, on my website, which is yourauthenticpersonality.com that anyone can take. Of course, I, I do that kind of training for groups, but I just think whatever you can do, whether you use a strength finder by the Gallup organization, but really get something that's simple that allows people to understand themselves, but also other people on their team. It's not enough just to dive into your own personal growth. You need to understand how you relate to others and and how to bring out the best in them as well. I love that. And, And I think a lot of chambers are familiar with these personality tests and trying to figure things out. But for those that maybe have put it away in a file or, you know, it's, it's in a drawer somewhere, pull it out, uh, maybe do it again. I don't know how often personalities change over time, but I imagine for some, you know, over a course of a career, it might change a little bit. But um, as we look to the future of Chambers, how do you see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? I think the future is strong. If, you know, according to the Small Business Association, um, you know, only 1% of, of companies are large organizations, you know, 99% are small businesses. And to me, that's who chambers serve. And so this to me is the heart and soul of our community. Having gone through the pandemic, we all know that we need each other. We need to be in contact with each other. We're again, we're together. We're a well-rounded team. We will, there's always things we don't know. There's that humility to say, I can learn from others. People can help promote me, connect me. So I think that as long as we have people and communities and we have an economy, chambers will be strong and so, so needed. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and we have learned a lot through the pandemic about the need <laughs> of chambers. But the point you make about 99% of businesses being small businesses, uh, a lot of them are just trying to figure out the next step the next day. You know, so having a, a, a great resource such as a chamber of commerce is so vital to their success. Absolutely. So Dale, I like to give you an opportunity to share any contact information. You had mentioned your website, but if you'd like to plug that again, what would be the best way for someone to reach out and connect with you if they'd like to learn more about the work you do? 
Yeah, thank you, Brandon. It is uh, going to the website. It's yourauthenticpersonality.com. There's a contact page if you have any questions and those come right to my email. I'm, I always answer every single one of those. There's a personality tab at the top. We've got some fun quizzes. We've got some videos. Um, if you want to do that, if you want to look at disc training, again, reach out. Um, any of the information uh, will head home to my email and I'm happy to be a resource in any way I can. So yourauthenticpersonality.com. That's awesome. And we'll get that in our show notes for this episode, which will be found at chambertatpodcast.com slash episode 190. But Dale, this has been fun to reconnect with you and to have you on the podcast. So thank you for taking the time to be with us today. And I look forward to, to everybody learning more about their authentic leadership styles and making a bigger impact. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Brandon. It's great to see you again, too. If you are a Chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Have you ever thought about creating a podcast for your chamber? We always hear about how chambers need to be storytellers. What better way is there to tell the stories of your members and the work of your chamber than through a podcast? Your audience is waiting to hear from you as a convener of leaders and influencers, champion for business, and catalyst for change within your community. I just launched a chamber podcast course with the goal to get your very own podcast started within 30 days. Visit chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot to learn more and to enroll in the Chamber Podcast course today.